All right, welcome everyone. This is a new podcast from Robot Boombox. The name is still kind of tentative, but we're thinking it's going to be called Mission Objective. And it is a discussion podcast with me, Ian. And me, Frank. Yeah, where we're going to go ahead and look at video games and maybe other things um, where we're just going to discuss our opinions and also try and look at things from an objective point of view. The thing we want to look at tonight is going to be the Nintendo Switch. And our format is going to be uh, we're going to pick a subject, a game, a thing, share our opinions on it, go and play that game, and then come back and discuss it again. So essentially, you know, we can, if it's a game we've never played, we can talk about you know, our preconceived notions of the game and then come back to it later and actually talk about what, you know, how our opinions may have changed after playing the game. Yeah, I, th I think we both understand that personal opinion is going to be personal opinion. It's impossible to remove that from the equation at all. But we're, what we're looking to do is to remove the preconceived old or bullshit opinions. Exactly. Essentially, what I want this podcast to be is the opposite of stupid clickbait YouTube video titles. Um, I'm sure we've all seen one. I would jump on and find one, but all my YouTube suggestions right now are vaporwave compilations, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any good ones. Um, but uh, five know, things that you didn't know about Banjo Kazooie, asshole. And the, yeah, and the fifth one will shock you. It's like we're probably not going to shock you. We're just going to. The, the new hype thing in clickbait is to end your title early. So. It's going to be like, you won't believe what happened when Nintendo released. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's going to be the title of this podcast, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it probably won't. But. <laughs> that, would be, that would be great. So, episode one here, we're going to be talking about the Nintendo Switch because there's a live, uh, live stream tonight. The press release, there's going to be a press re release for the Switch. And uh, it'll be a, a fun thing to talk about, I think. So, uh, what are you expecting Nintendo to reveal tonight, Frank? I'm expecting them to reveal the Nintendo Switch, a console that seems really fucking cool, but has one fatal flaw, because that's what Nintendo does. <laughs> that's pretty accurate, right? And, and I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on that whole uh, that rumor, because everything's apparently a rumor right now. Everything that I thought was confirmed was not confirmed. It was just some leaked source. Like what? Uh, the whole two different power schemes thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I feel like, yes, that it's probably, yeah, I mean, obviously if it's not been confirmed by Nintendo, it is officially a rumor. But, I mean, it's a, it's a mobile processor developed by NVIDIA. It's got to have multiple power profiles for when you're plugged in and not plugged in. Can you think of any mobile device that doesn't have that? But, yeah, that, there aren't really ones, but, like, the NVIDIA Shield... Yeah. Runs as an Nvidia Shield all the time, and it? it's a tablet for gaming. Yeah, I don't, I don't really think it throttles much. But okay, I, I don't have any, I don't have um, proof that it doesn't. But I've always seen mobile processors like change clock speeds at depending on the workload. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and I was really way like I was initially way more worried about this, and I, I kind of walked it back because I realized. The resolution difference between 720p, which is what the Switch screen is rumored to be, and mm -hmm. full 1080, that's a pretty big reduction. Oh, it, So yeah, the 40% so... uh, power reduction, it, it's roughly 40% pixel reduction as well. So. Right. Of course, we are just talking about the GPU portion of the chip and yeah. not the CPU side of that. Like, the CPU side, probably it's the same strain whether or not you're, you know, de 
independent of the graphics being processed. So I would imagine so. The, the screen is really the only variable thing. Right. I think NVIDIA historically with their chips has been pretty good on the on the power side of things. Maxwell, I mean, I think that the rumor is either these are Maxwell-derived GPU cores, not Pascal, so that's not great, but Max, Maxwell isn't a slouch, really, when it comes to power consumption, so that could be good news. Yeah, and that just might be down to when the thing was being developed, too, yeah. that choice. So do you think they're going to talk about, like, in detail some of the hardware tonight? Or I would hope so. I, yeah. I, I definitely want to know... How it controls, what accessories mm. it has, what the hardware is capable of. I want to see some demos. Actual games being played yeah, on. Yeah, actual which, games. Which, I, I want to know about that touchscreen because I didn't really see much about that. Like, they haven't really touted that as a yeah. feature, but it's apparently a thing. Yeah, I'm, I feel bad right now because I know they had a live demo of the Switch with Zelda Breath of Wild playing um, on a talk show. I think it was Jimmy Kimmel or yeah, something like J- that. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, whoever. Jimmy someone. And, the more successful um, Jimmy. Okay, yeah. Um, and I uh, I didn't really pay attention to that because I, like, I don't like late night TV, so I wasn't tuned into it. I really should have been, though, because I know that they actually had the, the system playing. And I think that they switched it from console mode to tablet mode at one point um, during that presentation. I'll have to go back and maybe rewatch that. But Yeah, I definitely want to see if there's a frame rate difference. I, I also... I, I really do worry about developers targeting the lower uh spec mode only just to be lazy (laughs) yeah one thing that i am still convinced of is that this console when developers see it they're going to have options on what they want to target for their game they're going to see this as both a nintendo wii or home console whatever you want to use as analog to that and a 3ds in the same thing i would not be surprised to see a developer make a game that's only supposed to be played in tablet mode um, or I wouldn't be surprised to see a game that's only supposed to be played in console mode. Like, I that would not surprise me. There are different use cases that I think, like, would warrant a development a de- development of a product like that. So I, I don't think you're going to see a full AAA whiz bang game that's only intended to be played in tablet mode, unless yeah. Suda Fifty One makes something or the guy who made Nobi Nobi Boy. Yeah, is any de- is any game developed by Nintendo considered AAA? Or all um, of them. All of them are. Even Super Mario Run. Well, <laughs> all of them that aren't digital download games. If it's released gotcha. on a disc or a cartridge, I'd say AAA. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I I think that's a pretty real realistic expectation. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see some ports of their mobile games onto the Switch. My my thinking is, imagine you know your thirty year old dad and your kid is always 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 wants to play on your iPad to play Super Mario Run. Well, now you can just give them the Switch; they can play on that while you use your iPad or while your iPad collects dust, depending on how what you use your iPad for. But it, it wouldn't surprise me if I I can see a use for a device that you just give to your kid and they use it for mobile gaming. Like uh, I don't know, I I feel like there there is definitely some scenarios where that makes sense. Well, that was basically the intention of the Wii U, the ability to play the game on the tablet. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, it, w- it was essentially get the fuck off of my TV mode. This is now mm-hmm. get the fuck off of my TV and cell phone mode. That, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, so you definitely are expecting some hardware demonstrations. You want to see some gu- some games actually running on the Switch hardware. Yeah, I, I don't and... ju- want this to just be another, oh, here's what we're doing. We're going to gotcha. be really vague about it. 
I, I want a release date and I want pricing information as well. Release date and pricing for sure. My expected release date is based off of a rumor, which is March 17th. There was some Norse uh, Nintendo or Nintendo of Netherlands, I think, may have leaked the release date as March 17th. So I'm expecting to see that. Um, the price, I'm thinking maybe 349 and I also expect to see different bundle options with different prices. I think that 349 is crazy high. You think so? Yeah, it depends on it. It all depends on the power. But if this thing is as underpowered as I think it's going to be, it depends yeah. on how it stacks up with the other, like just a regular PS4 and a regular Xbone. Yeah. But both of those consoles, you can get at sub three hundred dollar prices now. Yeah, that's true. Um, that is true. I think for me though, my the reason I have it priced that high is because the Nintendo Switch is a unique piece of hardware and that it's like a tablet it's got some it's got some nuance to it that probably took some effort to develop and so it wouldn't surprise me if you know nintendo doesn't like to take a loss on their hardware so it yeah. wouldn't surprise me if they offset those development costs my i mean the, develop, the development costs i assume they have by pricing it a little bit higher and i assume, i would think that a 350 bundle would like include a controller and um or the little base that the uh joy cons dock to and maybe a couple extra things. I don't know. Maybe it'll include a game. I would hope so if it's going to be at that price point. I, I just worry that they're going to make the same mistake that they did with the 3DS. Which was? They released it at like 265 or something. I can't remember what it was. And then they had to roll it back to 165 And they had to release a make good to all the early adopters. Which was all like those oh, yeah, the free, free games and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, th I honestly think that... Uh, I was originally worried like... Nintendo's mobile uh, ecosystem has been what has basically let them survive during mm -hmm. the Wii U. Yeah. And I was worried that they were essentially cutting off their nose to spite their face or essentially cannibalizing sales from one end of the company to the other. But then I realized, even though Japan loves you know, 3DS's mobile gaming and consoles aren't that great there, mm -hmm. what they're building is a device to where they can capture the handheld market share that even in Japan is dwindling. Yeah. while at the same time capturing the standard console market share. So I think it's a good move. Yeah, see, that's that's my opinion, too, where the Nintendo Switch, I don't think that game developers are going to look at it from the perspective of, I need, develop a, I need to develop a game that both mobile gamers and console gamers are going to want to play. They're going to look at it from the point of view where they see this platform and they have the freedom to either develop a mobile game or a console game. And I feel like they can reach a wider audience just by targeting this one platform. You know what yeah. I mean? And I know as far as porting goes, like this thing's supposed to be very easy to port to, I think that the console guys are going to be like, oh shit, I can port this to the Switch and not really lose much in the way of graphics, if any at all. Mm -hmm. And guys who make cell phone games are going to be like, well, that's a thing with a touchscreen. I can just port my shit directly to that and not have to worry right. about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that some like indie games are probably going to be... More. They've already announced a version of Shovel Knight for the Switch. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So I think that that's kind of what Nintendo is going to try. As far as third-party support goes, I think Nintendo is more willing to work with indie developers as opposed to, um, you know, some of the established established names. But I don't know, that's just my... I, I'm not sure about that one because my, Microsoft was really the company who led the charge on indie game development on console. Like we yeah, have to definitely. give that to them. They had the Xbox Live Indie program. Mm -hmm. They had that whole thing where you could just write shit in X and A and kick it out. They had the Summer of Arcade, which yeah. kind of kick-started. Like they originated Xbox Live Arcade. Honestly, 
I think PlayStation has done a way better job than Nintendo on the downloadable titles front. Nintendo's yeah, they, they've definitely nin, Nintendo has been the worst about that, but I think they're putting effort into trying to be better at it. You know they, I mean? they need to put like, their best foot forward on that shit yeah. because it can't be as bad as it's been. I think Nintendo is more interested in having Shovel Knight on the Switch than they are in having Skyrim on the Switch. Maybe that's just me projecting a little bit, but I feel like um, I feel like that's kind of that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting more of those indie games as opposed to uh, bigger AAA with air quotes around it uh, third party games. But I, I do I think know. that Skyrim is kind of going to be the the poster child for how well third-party games are going to work on the Switch mm-hmm. because it's a Bethesda game and those are always a train wreck to port to console. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how many bugs are in that version and how it runs. Uh, right. From what we've yeah. seen, which is barely anything, it seems to run decently. Is it or is it just superimposed footage? Like, is that actual? Footage I have no idea. That's, yeah, that's, that's the question. That's another thing for me. I don't know. That's that's the question for me. Uh, it'll. Honestly, like I'd play Skyrim again, again if I could take it on the go. Like that, that is appealing to me. But... I would, I, you know what I would play? I would play fucking Doom on the go. Yeah, Doom the twenty. Yeah, ma- imagine Doom, and then you can get next to people, and this assumes that Doom has a good multiplayer mode, which it doesn't really, mm-hmm. or at least it didn't at launch. But imagine you you got your Doom, you're playing Doom, and then you sit next to people, and you can just have a big Doom land party without having to mess with cables or having a PC or anything. Yeah, that's one of the things on the on the official on the, like the teaser video, the first one they put out, where they had like the esports arena at the end. Like that was one thing that got a lot of people talking. Like especially in the like Smash community, is hey, that would be cool. You know, you just bring you bring your console, which people already do technically, but Nintendo put that in their in their video. You know what I mean? Like that looks like something they might intend. Yeah. Like that and to to support is like some sort of esports game and if they port splatoon over or do a new splatoon i could definitely see that being a thing i i would uh sorry to cut you off but no you're good one, one last thought i would definitely on this thing especially with the cutscene or cutscenes. wow especially with the touch screen get a moba <laughs> either dota 2 or league of legends or heroes of who gives a fuck i would i would like mobas aren't my thing but they're a thing for a lot of competitive gamers and i would definitely get one on that console yeah would Nin- would Nintendo do its own MOBA? A Nintendova? Yeah. Smash Heroes? I don't... Even if they did, I wouldn't care. Like, I just... They have I'm their sorry. own MOBA. It's called Mario Kart. Yeah. I'm sorry, like, this is supposed to be an objective podcast, and I shouldn't just, like, shit all over the MOBA <laughs> genre of game, but I'm not see? a big fan. See? I, it's hard to be completely objective. The, the dark allure that. of shitting all over everything in sight. <laughs> yeah. Claims no, another never... victim. I've never been good at MOBAs. They have a high learning curve, and I don't have the time to invest in them. So I understand the appeal of them. I've just never been able to get into a, a MOBA. Yeah. I, I don't uh, know. I, a MOBA on Nintendo Switch. Let's, I'm going to put that on a list somewhere, and when it comes to be true, I'll be like, dang, Frank, that had that idea. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a MOBA, maybe. What other games are we expecting them to show off during this event? Because I'm thinking Zelda, uh, a Mario game. And then maybe some Wii U remakes of Mario Kart or Splatoon. Like those are the four things I listed. I think we'll see what and any or every like I think that we'll see everything that was in that first video that they released. So we'll see yeah. Skyrim and we'll see Basketball Boys twenty seventeen or whatever the hell. Probably twenty eighteen. Don't they usually go a, a year ahead? I think they do. Yeah. I can't remember. It'd be cool to see some new games. I don't know if I don't know. I don't know what to expect, but I expect them to at least show off the launch lineup. 
You know what I mean? I expect them to, any game that's going to be available at launch, I expect them to at least have like, like a video of it being played or some sort of picture or some sort of list of the games that are going to be available. Yeah, I, I do wonder what their launch lineup is going to be. They Apparently Breath of the Wild or Breath of whatever, the Zelda mm -hmm. one, has been, it's like, first it was uh, said it was going to come out on launch, then it was said it was going to come out a couple months later, so apparently that's kind of flip-flopping. Uh, according to rumor, we're going to have that new Mario at launch, which, if that which thing is basically nice. the sequel to Super Mario 64 that I wanted, I'm really excited for it. Yeah. I would I would like a game with a, a Mario game with a more persistent game world, like Super Mario Sunshine. Like, in Super Mario um, 64, in Super Mario 64, I felt like all the game worlds weren't very, weren't very connected with each other, whereas with Super Mario Sunshine, I felt like there was a more cohesive theme. Yeah, the only I'd problem like... with Sunshine that I had was Flood. Yeah, the... Flood could be finicky. You take that away, and that game is great. Yeah, I liked the Flood mechanics um, in some places. <laughs> I did not like them in other places. Like, sometimes it, it really worked, and sometimes it didn't, and I I don't know. I just, I really liked the Super Mario Sunshine world, though, and I'd love to see Mario jump into another another world like that. It has a very unique feel, uh, where they they put if, put effort into uh, into kind of making a cool place. Yeah, there's probably a very angry guy yelling about Super Mario Galaxy right now, but I was never a fan of those games for whatever reason. <laughs> I liked both of them, um, but I was not I was not as uh, enthusiastic about those games as a lot of people were. They're fun games, and there's there are parts in those games where you discover like a new uh, a new platform and mechanical or mechanic or something. You know, you jump from one planet to another. And you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I feel like that sums up my feelings on the game. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then, you know, you're just jumping along like a regular Mario game. I'm also expecting them to advertise features that aren't games. I'm expecting they'll show off Netflix and Hulu and Amazon or have some sort of, you know, they're gonna, I think they'll address these things, these apps. Yeah, I, and I think that those apps should run pretty well, given the fact that it's just a Tegra under the hood. I really wonder what the underlying OS is on this thing. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm expecting to see them show off some other applications, like not just games. I'm expecting them to to kind of show swap off note. some other things. What's that? Swap note. Yeah, swap note, calculator, uh, picto chat. Find me. Oh. All um, the weird little snacks that uh, Nintendo always puts on their consoles are interesting to look at as well. I look forward to those snacks. I mean, like little little apps, like you know, find me and shit. That's what I'm calling. Yeah, them. I thought you said snacks. And I, I did was say slightly snacks. confused for a second. Okay, okay. <laughs> Little Scooby snacks, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In addition to these applications, I feel like they'll use that as a segue to talk about maybe their new social media slash internet slash whatever you want to call it platform. No friend that... codes. No friend codes. Super Mario Run had friend codes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. As long as it's not terrible. I'm kind of cool with whatever they choose to do. I think that friend codes are inherently terrible. Yeah, they're awful. I think friend codes are kind of the worst way to do anything. Yeah, just username is fine. Did they phase out Nintendo Network ID, or is that the new thing? And my, my Nintendo, Nintendo Network ID. They have a bunch of different login things, and I think Nintendo Network ID is like their main one. So yeah, I feel like if the, they build the on... One. Yeah, if they build on Nintendo Network ID and show off some sort of platform on the Switch, um, 
maybe it's going to be a platform, and maybe it's going to be like cross-platform with uh, the 3DS and PC, you know, where you can log on and see who's playing video games and stuff from from some sort of portal. Yeah, they basically need to have, like, there, there shouldn't be anything that was missing from Xbox Live circa the 360 yeah. on their networking yeah. service. I include group chat with that. I know Nintendo doesn't like putting group chat in, and honestly, who the fuck uses group chat with randos anymore anyway? Mm-hmm. But I should still have the option so that I can then ignore it. Yeah, I think that having a robust feature set will be important for... Um, for Nintendo's, I want to say keep. I want to keep on saying social services, but I know that's not the right word. Child um, protective services, the word you're looking for. You say child protective services, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, usually they have like parental locks, parental controls, and stuff. So that's what that kind of covers that. Um, I I feel like they need a robust feature set. In the teaser video they showed, um, like a, they showed a bunch of people in their what mid twenties, early thirties, forties. <laughs> Bunch playing, of hipster douchebags. Exactly. Playing video games. And I feel like, hey, if they're marketing at these people, they're going to want to give these people features that they expect. And I feel like that's something that's sort of expected. I don't know. We'll see. So the Nintendo Switch is going to dispense artisan, non-GMO, Thai fusion cuisine and craft beer? Um, that actually, that doesn't sound bad. Like, that, if they it can, doesn't. If they can like, I a... thought of it as a joke, but now I want Nintendo yeah, ex- Switch yeah, to give me free like... Thai food. Yeah, it'd work. Yeah, so, um, in addition to the online features, are you expecting to see any sort of streaming features? Like, you know how you can stream to Twitch on certain consoles now? And I have to say certain consoles, because I don't know exactly which ones. I think both Xbox One and PlayStation 4 have, They like... both can do it now. It was yeah. really funny. Initially... The PS4 could stream to Twitch, and the Xbox One could watch Twitch, and that was it at launch. It was really funny to me. But, uh, yeah, I I would expect some sort of streaming feature because it's kind of a checkbox that you have to hit. But if there's anything that they can dump, I feel like that's it. Because, honestly, especially with consoles that have HDMI out, Mm -hmm. if you, you can just run that shit through an Elgato or something any else cap- yeah any sort of capture card and, and like twitch streaming from the console is always pretty terrible or at least that's how i feel granted i haven't used it much but i don't see how it could be good yeah i can't i can't say if i've watched any any twitch streams from a console before um i know that on mario kart 8 you could actually upload videos directly to youtube from the game and i'm curious to see if nintendo takes a more system approach to that sort of sharing service versus letting game developers choose how they want to, you know, do they want to Im- implement their own sort of share your gameplay features? You know what I mean? If they're yeah. going to leave that up to the developers or if they're actually going to do something on the uh, on the UI level or the whatever layer you want to say, not the game, but the system itself. So I don't know. I think that'll be something interesting to look for. Um, other than that, I... I don't really expect them to show off that much else. Yeah, I can't really see what they would show off. If the release date is March 17th, though, that is coming up pretty quick. Exactly. I feel like their objective is going to be to get people excited. In order to do that, they're going to show Mario jumping around on the screen. Have we ever had a console, Nintendo, or or otherwise turn around this quickly? Like, from reveal to release? 
I think the I Saturn think so. did that, but they did that by completely dicking over their third-party guys. Yeah, really, I don't, I don't have any historical knowledge of video game consoles, but I, it feels like most consoles I'm aware of, you know, Xbox through current generation, they've all had like a year run-up where you know about yeah. them quite a while before they're actually, uh, actually released. And I feel like the Switch definitely was like, you know, it. Uh, jumped out pretty quickly so I, I wonder if they accelerated this due to how dismal the wii u was going i have to assume that they did yeah i mean it would make it it'd make the most business sense yeah and that's kind of how businesses operate is on business sense yeah. oh one other thing that they need to do mm -hmm. they need to actually stock this console in places where people buy video games mm. it can't be like the amiibos or the wii or the Nest Classic, where there's a big shortage of them. I don't know. I think Nintendo's strategy has been to, to like create a product and then just not sell it to people, or like sell it to the first five people that walk into the store. Oh well, yeah, and but that doesn't make them any money. Evidently, it's been working for them because they continue to do it. <laughs> I has don't know. it though? Like no, it hasn't. I'm just I'm being <laughs> super sarcastic here. Like, oh, okay. I don't I don't understand how. They've I can get their... it with the Amiibos because it's basically a hype beast bullshit accessory. Yeah, like what's the and profit? I can kind of get it with the Nest Classic because uh, honestly, I don't I don't get it as much with the Nest Classic because you could say that's basically a gaming toy and it was a holiday item and whoop de doo we made this run. That's all we're making. We know that once the holidays are over, the prices are going to fall. Although apparently they haven't. Yeah, because there haven't been any. Have there? Are they still yeah. producing them? Are they manufacturing these items? Still? I think I think they're still manufacturing them. Yeah. Uh, it's like remember like when Google would release Nexus phones, and no one you couldn't buy one for months. I feel like Nintendo is is doing that, and I don't. I mean, I understand that it takes a while to ramp up production on certain products, and there's a, a risk you're taking when you. And brand awareness is a thing, and scarcity and people hype beasting over a product does raise brand awareness. But I feel like the awareness that you're trying to build is towards the Switch. Right. Right. Um, yeah. One and... other thing that they can't do, or that I would like them to not do, mm -hmm. the Virtual Console games, let's just, A, if I bought it on the Wii U, I should have it on the Switch. B, don't, like, it, it, I guess it was fun having a release schedule of them on the Wii and maybe even the Wii U, like, oh, this has come out on the whatever now. But we all know that it's an emulator, essentially. You're not doing yeah. anything to them especially NES games, just kick them all out. Have them available at launch and have them available for reasonable prices. Yeah. $2 or less. Yeah, How many times I, can you sell Mario 3 to me? Right. I think that Nintendo... I'm trying to think what reason they would have to not make all the games available. Uh, the only thing I can think of is, like... And I'm talking Nintendo first-party stuff. Obviously, Mega Man involves a licensing agreement, although right. Capcom has no problem whoring that game out for $2 a pop. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's just the Disney Vault syndrome. Exactly. I feel like which Nintendo, is another way that, which is another form of artificial scarcity. I think Nintendo they want to be able to announce something every time they do a Nintendo Direct. You know what I mean? I feel like they always want to have something that you can look forward to. And essentially, what they're doing by spacing out releases of these games is they're trying to keep the they're trying to surf that nostalgia wave as far as they can. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to essentially ride that wave um 
until they can't anymore. And yeah, and I guess that they can do it with stuff that they haven't released before, but mm-hmm. anything that they have released on the Wii or the Wii U or the 3DS Virtual Console wise, like, should just be out. Right, and the thing is, like, if I see that, um, like, Pokemon Snap now available on the Wii U Virtual Console, I'm probably not going to go out and buy a Wii U just to play Pokemon Snap. Hell no. But, on the other hand, if when the Wii U first came out, all of those games were available on the Virtual Console, I bet there are a few people... I remember specifically seeing, you know, being on forums where people were like, man, I wish Nintendo would have just released Pokemon Snap on the Wii U or something like that. Like, I bet if those games were available right from the start, there are more people that would have uh, would have been willing to buy the console. Oh, yeah, and, and the people who already bought the console, if all those games are available, I don't have, like, I, I've ran through Zelda, I've ran through Mario, I've ran through the launch games. Mm-hmm. Why not Impulse buy Pokemon Snap or Smash Bros or a bunch of shit for this exactly. console? Exactly. It's basically giving them a built-in launch lineup that, while it's all old stuff, it's a launch lineup, which, yeah. you know, that PS4, Xbone didn't do too well on. Wii U... Well, Wii U never really had a lineup to begin with. No, it didn't. That was, it has, like, it's major three downfall. good games. Yeah, I think the Wii U's major downfall was definitely the library. Um, yeah, and they can't do that again, either. Yeah, I think we both agree that Nintendo's success for the Switch is highly dependent on them putting support behind their first-party, you know, first-party stuff. You know? Making fucking video games yeah and i know that they technically got burned with Star Fox zero mm-hmm. even though i think that that was more nintendo's fault than platinum's fault yeah and i know that their collaboration with namco for Star Fox assault and their collaboration with namco on f-zero gx and i think double dash was the only one out of those games like the triforce board games that uh sold decently mm-hmm and I know that w- that was one of Miyamoto's reasons for not doing a lot of third-party collaborations. But look at how well Metro- Metroid Prime did great. Yeah. You have a s- two games out on the Wii U now called Fast Racing Neo that you could just slap the F-Zero X license on because that's what... Or the F-Zero license on. Yeah. Because that's literally what the guys who made it have said they're trying to do. They're making sequels to GX. Yeah. And you have Treehouse events, and they're basically a second-party developer like Rare was. Right, right, right. Yeah. I th- what are you it, doing? It is odd how I feel like Nintendo, they, they're sitting on this gold mine, and they're like, eh, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to exploit this. What I would rather do is something completely new and unique that may or may not make money. And then all of their fans are like, seriously? Like, you know, like, we, there are these games that we would gladly pay for, you know, these uh, these IPs that we love that we spend money for, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big disconnect between the fans and the, the business side of it, or the and I don't, I don't even, And I don't really even really think that they're doing too much in the way of new and unique titles, either. We had Splatoon, that was about it. <laughs> But every game they've put out, they they want to put a different spin on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, can they're not gonna, I can understand that. But They're not going to make Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door Part 2. or You know what I mean? We're not going to see another Paper Mario game. Yeah, this is just my In opinion, that vein. Of course. Exactly. Anytime they're going to do a Paper Mario, what they're going to do is they're going to take the aesthetic, they're going to put a new game mechanic behind it, and then they're going to ship that as a Paper Mario game. That's what they do with Sticker Star and Color Splash and Super Paper Mario. You know what I mean? There are similarities between all three of those games, but... 
the core gameplay is, is quite different in each of them. Um, Sticker yeah. Star and Color Splash being relatively similar. And I don't know, it's a fine line to walk between not uh, between sitting on your franchises and uh, franchises and exploiting them. Mm-hmm. And I really don't want Nintendo to become Capcom or Konami. Where they just exploit their franchises to no what? end. They, they kill off their IP and then just make a bunch of pachinko machines? Yeah, I, and that, well, I, I was thinking more of Konami when I said okay, yeah, Rather, Capcom when I said that, than Konami. Yeah. But, yeah, I, don't, I think they need to be willing to take a bit more risk with their IPs in terms of giving licenses to people who would like to make games like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, look, Nintendo... at, look at all the prolific output of WayForward in the realm of 2D games. Why yeah. the hell haven't you handed them a Metroid license and said, hey, make me Super Metroid 2? Yeah, and what's interesting is, like... Can you man. imagine the Symphony of the Night of Metroid games? That would be amazing. Yeah. Even though that was basically Symphony of the Night, but you get what I'm saying. Something with really nice 2D graphics. Right. What's weird is, like, historically, Nintendo has been pretty iron-fisted about how their IP is used. You know what I mean? Like, generally, I would argue, well, they want complete control over Metroid. They're not going to bring in some other guy, even if he made a good product, and just be like, hey, we're going to make this our, our Metroid game, or you can make this Metroid you know, like an official game. But then you look at Yeah, but they like... already did that. Twice. Metroid Prime was Retro Studios, and Metroid High Heels and Talking About Children mm-hmm. was, was Tomonobu Itagaki's uh, studio. Yeah. Um, were those games in development before they contacted Nintendo and got a contract set up to develop the game? I don't know. I would assume I, that I, Nintendo sure. would have initiated that transaction. You know, they would. Have I think Nintendo initiated the transaction. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, you can look at Star Fox to see how historically difficult it has been to get Nintendo to do third-party stuff because Star Fox was a third-party video game. Mm-hmm. It was made yeah. by Argonaut Software. Yeah. And hilariously enough, Star Fox has been the loosest Nintendo franchise in terms of letting third parties make games for it. Yeah. And what's weird is, um, like, so uh, what I would usually argue is that Nintendo wants complete control over their IP. But then, like, we get these weird things with, like, the Skylanders, Bowser, and Donkey Kong crossover figures, where Nintendo's like, yeah, just do whatever you want with our characters in your game. And then they do, like, a really weird, like, I'm not sure if you're, are you familiar with Skylanders at all, or have you seen, like... I've seen some gameplay. I'm aware of the concept. Figures that you put on a base and then play the really generic video game with, right? Exactly. And so, like, just Google Bowser Skylander at some point or Donkey Kong Skylander and look at their interpretation of the character. Oh, I they see look some... crazy. Yeah, I see something like that, and I'm like, why did Nintendo sign off on this? Like, how could Nintendo sign off on this but not give developers i don't know not be a little bit more lenient with uh who they're letting develop games you know what i mean i don't know it just it's so contradictory and i'm sure there may be different people in charge of those decisions at certain points in time that can lead to these kind of disparities but i I think what it is is that nintendo is fine with spinoffs being developed by third parties Mm -hmm. like you know mario tennis camelot software same with golf I think mm-hmm. same with Strikers as well. They had that weird Square Enix basketball game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Metroid Prime was technically a spinoff, even though Nintendo wasn't doing anything with the mainline Metroid franchise at the time. They had plans for Metroid Dread, but those fell through. 
-hmm. There's going to be a DS Metroid game that was going to be mainline, so Prime basically became the de facto mainline installment. I, I don't know what to, what to say about Star Fox, but, like, you're not going to see anyone but Nintendo develop a, a mainline Mario title. Right, right, right. And I'm not saying that they should. Mario is probably the only game that Nintendo has consistently not... Messed up. Has consistently not messed up. Has consistently yeah. done a good job on Super Mario 3D World, notwithstanding, er, notwithstanding, because I think that game's kind of an awful, awful train wreck. I don't like it either, and I feel like I need to go back and give it another, another, another go through because um, stick that one on the list for the show. I think so. I think so. Do you have it? Do you, no, you don't have a 3 Yeah, I have it. I have it built in on my Wii U. Oh, okay, cool. Wait, it's a. 3DS game, though. You can play it on the no, Wii No, that's 3D Land. I'm talking 3D World. I never played 3D oh, Land. Oh, on Wii U? Yeah. Super Mario 3D Worlds is amazing. Did you play it single player or multiplayer? I played it multiplayer. <laughs> okay, four people? Yeah. Okay, four people, it's probably a little bit crazy. The problem, I think, with multiplayer Mario games is they're games that are built to be single player, and when you put four people in it, they become incredibly difficult because, like, <laughs> the game and world just isn't big enough. You've got these really, like, Near the end of the game, you got really technical platforming, and it's just really difficult to pull off with. Four and people. I did both. I played multiplayer and single player, and my issue is that it's too hectic in multiplayer. Maybe with just two too people. Too easy would be in fine. single player. Yeah, it's way too easy in single player because the platforms are all huge. Yeah, I did a I did two player um, mostly when I played through, and it was pretty fun. Um, Super Mario 3D World, I really like, or I really liked playing through it with two players. Super Mario 3D Land on the Nintendo 3DS, I feel like, is an awful game. Not awful in the sense that it's objectively bad. <laughs> awful in the sense that I didn't enjoy it at all. But I feel like I need to give it another shot because I've heard people say, I've heard other people give it really good reviews, and I'm like, maybe I need, maybe I need to look into it again. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't have a 3ds anymore, so I wouldn't be able to join you on that adventure. Yeah, well, oh well, we'll figure out we'll figure out a game we can do. Yeah. Right, is anything anything else we want to talk about on the Switch before we? We sign off here for the for the time being. Yeah, watch the conference. I, on the whole, I I think what it is is just Nintendo has a lot of past mistakes with their consoles in recent memory, mm -hmm. um, which is a bit of an oxymoron. I realized after I said that, but whatever. Anyway, whatever. I, I can cut that. Yeah, just just snip it out. Just, uh, apply some snippy snippers into it. But, yeah, they ha they've made a lot of mistakes with their consoles since the GameCube, I think. GameCube had weird discs, the Wii ha was underpowered, and the, the Wii got by on motion controls and gimmick bullshit, but, you know, Wii U, also underpowered, had a weird control style, didn't break away well enough from the Wii. Mm -hmm. I think that this needs to be a clean slate, and I think that they need to learn a lot from those mistakes. Yeah, I think it's also... In order to be a successful console. Yeah, I think it's also important when we say successful console, like we're talking probably in broad terms of both commercial success and also like a success in the fact that in the sense that it's a console that we would buy and play video games on. I'm talking success in the vein of I don't want to see Nintendo become the next Sega. Right, which that essentially means commercial success. You want to yeah, see the company Yeah, they had to make around. money on this thing. They but can't not. In that, in that sense, the Wii was a success, which is you know like you know what i mean like it's important to, to in, in my mind to be like oh yeah the wii was a commercial success but there weren't that many games on it that i really uh really couldn't live without yeah and i think a lot of the problem with the wii u is the fact that nintendo was trying to chase the wii so goddamn hard 
I think it's really yeah, funny because think... if you look like if you look at the Switch and you look at the Wii and you thought of some sort of weird combination of the two, you would get the Wii U. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the Switch is going to give developers some freedom to make cool games. I think that the Switch is going to be able to uh, deliver unique experiences that the other consoles can't, which is usually Nintendo's like main thing. They want to do something different. But I also think it's going to do that without having huge drawbacks. You know what I mean? I, when I look at the Switch, I don't see anything that's like, oh, developers are going to have to use the touchscreen feature or, oh, developers are going to have to use the motion tracking feature. I feel like developers are going to have more freedom and less... Um, like caveats, or I don't think caveats is the right word, but um, less gimmicks to that they that they have to develop for, and I that that's exciting to me. And I think it's a really good time to be releasing this console mm -hmm. because Sony and Microsoft are off chasing the dragon of 4K, which yep. I think is a stupid idea at this point. Eh, like yeah, that. I mean... That stuff's not really going to pan out too well until another console generation. The upscaling technology they have is pretty cool, but... Um, well, yeah, but that's upscale. I mean, they're trying to chase native 4K. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably not going to be realistic for a minute. And even but, if... I don't... Eh, anyway, we're not I, I, about. Think, I think that if, like, the Switch can do 1080p well, like, really well, mm -hmm. while the other consoles are doing 4K kind of poorly, mm -hmm. it's going to look really good for Nintendo. Yeah. Well... And Nintendo games generally look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think that the graphics side of things is going to be a problem. Games like The Wind Waker that came out in the GameCube era. Like, what's the best looking Xbox game? Not, not like, Xbox 360, but, like, original like OG Original Xbox, Xbox game? Yeah. Uh, that's a tough one. Beyond Good and Evil or whatever? I don't know. I don't know. It depends. Do you mean best looking in terms of art style or best looking in terms of technical spec? Because yes, the both. Xbox was the most powerful console. Yes. But the winner of that console generation was the PlayStation 2, which was actually the weakest one. Right. So, like, what was the best, What, in your opinion, was the best-looking game on the Xbox? I don't know. I never really thought about it. I, feel I like honestly games, only game, had, like, five games for my Xbox. Yeah. Games like, um, or PlayStation 2, even, if you want to go with that. But I, I feel like a lot of those games did not age very well, whereas a lot of Nintendo GameCube games like Chibi-Robo and Wind Waker... And even Super Smash Bros. Melee still look okay. Melee being well, it's just a, it's the... a question of art style at that point. Any Ex game that chases a any game that has a uh, its own art style, like look at Jet Set Radio Future if you want an Xbox game. Okay, that game still looks good and holds yep. up because it has such a freaked out, cel shaded art style. Exactly. As opposed to a game that chases realism, it's like look at. Final Fantasy VIII on the PlayStation 1 and how awful that game looks because okay. it tried to look realistic. Mm -hmm. Well, as realistic as giant, rideable chicken can be. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's why I'm not worried about the uh, the graphics power of the Switch so much or like the, just the overall power of the hardware because Nintendo usually does a good job of making games. They focus on the art style more than the graphics power and that usually leads to good-looking games. So that's not a big concern for me, but... Yeah. yeah, I can't think of a really stylized game on the PlayStation Two that uh, I, I guess some of the Dragon Ball Z games that are cell shaded, like mm -hmm. Budokai, yeah, still holds up. Yeah, not, not the first one. Holy God, not the first one. Really? But two onward. Yeah, the, the, dude, the first Budokai has no cell shading. It's just flat shaded polygons. There's it looks no like textures. The anime, doesn't it? Huh? 
It kind of looks like the anime, doesn't it? Oh, no. No, sir. No, it doesn't. Not the first one. The first one looks like weird, creepy, uncanny valley action figure time. Yeah, it does. Huh. Very cool. All right. But, yeah, that's probably it for part one. We're going to go watch the presser now. Yeah, and then we'll be back um, to discuss what we've learned. We'll be back after this strange jingle that I'm going to figure out later. Yeah. So, we have just watched Nintendo's press release for the Nintendo Switch on January 12th, 2017. Where's all the fucking video games? <laughs> that was kind of my question, too. Um, okay, first, let's, uh, let's talk about some of the things that stood out to us most. Um, like How everything ever was awkward. Going... It was pretty awkward. I think most... Really, most things like that are, though. I mean, have you ever seen a good press release for a video game or announcement or anything Anything like that? that Dave Lang does, but that's about it. Okay. Um, some things that stood out to me, definitely the battery life of the Switch console on its own. Two to six hours, I think, three is what to I said, six. maybe three to six hours. That's kind of what I was expecting. Uh, it didn't look like they put a really big battery in that. Um, which is kind of... I mean, I couldn't see myself playing anything that big for that long of an amount of time, but it does mean if you're going to take it on a vacation or something or take it on a trip, you're going to have to bring a charger. Yeah, but luckily so. they use standard USB-C to charge it, so that's pretty cool. Isn't that cool. cool? So I can use my, yeah, I can use my Nexus 6P charger, which doesn't work with anything else. Um, they brought up online service having a paid online service that somehow works like on a, it's, the way they worded it made me think it's like going to be an app you run on your phone what did you didn't isn't isn't that the impression i, you got? I, I don't think i was like around mobile, for that part oh okay yeah they said something about like a mobile it's um, it said paid online services through mobile devices or something to that effect so i'm thinking they're going to have an app like uh, like a Nintendo Switch app that's going to implement a lot of the features. That way you're not running those online services on the Switch itself, which could be kind of cool. Like, instead of having Discord on my phone, maybe I just need this Switch app and I can do all my communication and stuff through that. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if they do, like, oh, this is now, this is our social media app, but it also doubles as how you can organize games with your friends that's and stuff. That's honestly very, very annoying. Mm, yeah, I can understand. Like, if you you're not looking for those other features, like, but... th think about any any game with a mobile app. Do you use it? <laughs> any game with a yeah, mobile like app? GTA Five's like... mobile app, or there's a bunch of games with mobile apps. That's for a specific game. I've used the Xbox Live mobile app before. I I haven't. Like, I used that thing once. I've used the Steam mobile app. You know, those are those are apps for platforms, which is what the Switch is. I think that's a more apt comparison. Yeah, I, I don't think the Steam mobile app's all that great either. No, the Steam mobile app is pretty awful. Although, I think it actually got updated within the last few months. Not that it did anything, but... My point is that stuff better, updated. like... that's That stuff, uh, it's fine if they have a mobile app that does stuff, but that, that needs to be part of the console as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. They didn't give any like concrete no. details on it, but they hinted at having some sort of mobile application. Price of three hundred dollars, which is cool. I was expecting maybe three fifty, but it's cool that they're at three hundred, same as the Wii U. A March third release date really surprised me. I was <laughs> yeah, not expecting... and it definitely feels like it. Uh, yeah, I was not expecting a release that early, and no no region locking on any of the games seems like cool. a really cool idea. Um, Fine, finally, who's the only holdout? Is the X-Bone region locked? I think so. I Is it? I'm not sure. I think it is. Because Sony has been region unlocked since the PS3. Yeah, and the DS was, wasn't region locked, I don't think. Not until the DSi came out. Yeah. Um... One thing that I hadn't seen previously were the little shoulder buttons on the Joy-Cons. So that's that's kind of nice. I still don't think playing like two-player, each person holding a Joy-Con is going to be comfortable. But it's cool that they have the shoulder buttons. And it's cool that the shoulder buttons actually seem slightly accessible when you put on the little wrist strap thing. Yeah, they, uh, they seem more accessible when you put on the wrist strap thing. Mm-hmm. Those controllers look tiny in uh, what's-his-face's hands. Yeah. I think so, that they are going to be awful to use. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'll have to get my hands on them. But like, just from looking at them, the Wii Mote isn't comfortable to use for me, and I don't think the Joy Cons are going to be better. I like the concept of them. Um, once I get them in my hands and actually get to try them out for a little bit, I'll have to form an opinion on them then. But just based off of how they look, they look very small and inconvenient. Yeah, and I. We need to get away from the motion controls. <laughs> like I, I understand for Splatoon it works great in that, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm not opposed to the motion controls as long as they can mimic the Wii's functionality. That way we can get Wii Virtual Console games because like there was a Wii collection for Metroid Prime, um, and so like if I can play that on the Switch, that'd be really really cool. Um, I don't know if this thing has the IR capability. It has that camera in one, so I would hope mm-hmm. so. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I think it, if it does, like, if it does, that would be really cool. If not, I'll have the Wii U for that type of stuff. Um, let's see here. NFC. What about that hype water sensing technology? <laughs> it took me so long to try and figure out what was actually going on with that part of the demonstration. Um, I don't think... Th- I got what he was saying, but, like... That that's a lot of that's bullshit. Every haptic feedback claim that any company has ever made has been a lie. Yeah, and what are you going to use that for in a game? Like, to what to what ends can you use that for in a game? Like, if you're doing maybe like lock picking or something in Skyrim or a game, that might be a cool or, use for it. You know what I mean? Soda Drinker Pro on Switch is going to be fucking hype. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, let's see. What else was really cool? Were any of the games cool? Arms looked alright. Arms looked kind of cool. Um, honestly, out of all the games they showed, it's the one I'm most excited for because it seems to have like the most to offer. Um, well, we'll have to see if that is... It's uh, What I think is that that's either going to be surprisingly deep or it's going to be mm-hmm. Wii Boxing too. There's not really exactly. going to be a middle ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I'll need to be convinced of the uh, of the depth of the gameplay for that. Um, you know, depending on the stages and things, because it seemed like it was pretty straightforward in the options that you had. You know, with the the dodging and the ducking and the diving and the dodging. Um, but uh, we'll see. It looks it looks like it could be pretty cool. I like the art style. It reminded me of Wreck It Ralph. I'm hyped for Super Mario GT. 
Yeah, which I'm totally not. Okay, why? So... <laughs> that game looks great. Okay, okay. Here, my okay. Have we talked about this. Did we talk about this in the pre part? I think yeah, we, we, we talked did, about how you wanted an open Super world Mario, Mario game. This is an open world Mario game. I said I wanted a Mario game where the world is very cohesive. Like Super Mario Sunshine, when you go to that world, you feel like everything in the world could be connected, like feasibly. Whereas with Super Mario Galaxy and Super Mario 64, you go to these different levels and it's like, oh, here's a snow level. Oh, here's a lava level. Oh, here's all this other stuff. And it feels like you're just going into like different little mini, mini worlds. And uh, that's, just, I mean, I know from my point, like that's a really stupid request to have of a game. Hey, keep everything looking the same. But for me, it builds the world a lot. Like it makes the world a lot more enjoyable. So when they showed, when they showed, uh, mario running in new york city along with humans and stuff i immediately thought of sonic adventure and i'm like oh no <laughs> <laughs> i think that uh these environments at least from what we saw in the trailer looked big enough to where each one might be the size of delfino so definitely yeah definitely that's, and they that's also eight have... that's eight games more mm-hmm. than super mario sunshine has <laughs> and they all <laughs> and they also have um some really interesting looking like mechanics in each one of those in each of those worlds so it it should be interesting i'm definitely going to play the game like i wouldn't not play a mario game that comes out on a main console like a main mario game but it definitely took me by surprise with the way the way they're presenting it um what other games were there 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 were the one two i guess we should we need to talk about one two switch which i feel i feel like is the token party game for the console um that doesn't i mean not that presentation like the the little opening commercial vignette thing that they had kind of goofy it it completely ruined any interest that i would have had in that game and that's not i know that's not a very high bar but geez that there are people who make apple ads who cringed at that (laughs) i felt like the game concept is okay like sure a game where you essentially just play using the uh the joy cons and um you know you you, it's all like real life stuff and then the game just measures what you're doing in real life it just didn't seem like anything that you could do was fun you know what i mean like you pull out a controller faster than the other person and you win yeah we we don't really know the games involved either like that's true but um my i guess what i'm trying to get at is if all of the games are played just using motion sensing, I feel like that's limiting the depth of the game right off the bat. You know what I mean? But we'll see. Like it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they implement implement that type of stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that game's going to be all that deep. I, yeah. I, look at Nintendo Land. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be the game that Nintendo made because they want to cash in on the magic that they had with the Wii, but they don't realize that the magic that they had with the Wii was because it was a cheap console and that game came with a thing. I don't know. Like that's my speculation is that they're trying to cash in on that on that or trying to to chase that uh that success they had with the Wii. Hey, you know that mini game that we made in that Kirby game that one time? What if we made a whole game based on that game? Right. Yeah, exactly. Let's see here. Um, NFC built into the Joy-Con controller so you can use all of your amiibos. Yeah, they there's no way they were going to dump amiibo support. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me if they did. Actually, Capacitive considering... touchscreen instead of resistive, which is nice. Yay! Finally, modern technology. I know, right? I was—I mean, I was expecting that because it looked like a glass screen, so it has yeah. to be capacitive. Um, 
let's see here, different colors on the Joy-Cons. So essentially there are two different versions of the console you can buy. One with a neon green or neon blue and red Joy-Con and one with gray Joy-Cons. Dude, I think this is the biggest selling feature for me. I'm, colors? I'm yeah, dude, that's all you have to do to make money. Um, what other games were there? There was the... We have uh, Xenoblade 2, which... Xenoblade 2, which... Chronicles like of Incredibly Uncomfortable Pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his his pants were like the inverse of Mega Man's legs, where Mega Man, like the original Mega Man, has like really wide feet and then really skinny like thighs or calves, well, not calves, but this guy had like big, I don't know, it was just weird. They look like parachute pants with cutouts. Exactly. There's gonna also, be the frame lot... rate on that game looks like shit. Yeah, and that's how all the Xenoblade Chronicles games have been on. I'm not sure if you ever played on. Wii or the Wii U, Xenoblade Chronicles or X, but they always, like, it's like playing a game, it's like playing a PC game that, on, like, a bad graphics card, we have to turn down all the settings, and it still doesn't get, like, you're still getting, like, 25 frames per second every once in a while. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, so, but other games that were coming out, it looks like we're going to have, like, no lack of JRPGs for our Switches, you know yeah. what I mean? Which is going to be interesting because the Switch, I can take it with me. I could play it for a little bit on my lunch break at work. And that's kind of what I want to do with a JRPG, is I want to be able to play it whenever. So I think I think that's cool. The thing is, I, I don't have a lot of time to invest in JRPGs generally. So we'll see how that goes. But I, I, also, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't mention that most of the games that we're talking about here aren't launching with a console, which is insane to me. Yes, we needed. Yeah, what was the what was the one game that was confirmed to be launching? Zelda. Zelda, and all the other games they talked about were. Mario is in December, I thought. Yeah, maybe tentative summer. release dates. The new Splatoon game comes out spring of this year, so maybe that'll come out within a few weeks of launch of the Switch. I'm really yeah. psyched for new for Splatoon two. Splatoon was a fun game. And I think Splatoon 2, which looks, like, graphics-wise, looks really bad. I don't know... Graphics-wise, it looks the same as the first one. I think it almost looks worse. Like... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think it almost looks worse from just what I saw with some of the textures and stuff of the ink on the ground. I don't know. Like, may, hopefully they get it cleaned up or messed up. I don't know. When you're talking about Splatoon, do you really want it cleaned up? Um... I might Let's play that. See. I I still feel like if I want to play a goofy uh, shooter, I'm just going to play TF2 more. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, Splatoon has some interesting mechanics, though. It's, uh, it's a game where you don't really have to shoot people to win, which is interesting. Um... Let's see here. What else? There was an anime emblem or Fire Emblem Warriors game, which is going to be Dynasty Warriors, except with Fire Emblem characters, I assume. I'd play it. I might too, actually. I'm, I've never... If they, if they jam-pack that thing with uh, a, a shitload of characters, mm -hmm. like, I would love to play Ike's dad with his big-ass axe. Yeah, Grail. Yeah. Uh, what they're going to do, though, I think... Or the Black Knight, just... that'd be fucking rad. Yeah, that would be cool. Or Emperor of Regard. Or yeah. Lion. I think I think what they'll do instead is just put in all the blue-haired Lord characters, because that's all they ever do, so... I, I don't know, dude. F fucking uh, the Zelda Warriors game had a shitload of people. Yeah, I know. I was the just Gundam joking. games that they've made. Oh, well. Shin Mega Man Tensei. We're going to get one of those. 
Um, never played one of those games, so maybe I'll pick that one up. Yeah, a lot of people forget that Persona is technically a spinoff. Of Shin Megami Tensei? Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be Octopus Traveler, which looks interesting. I don't know what the fuck that was. That was, it was a, they, they showed like a really weird clip of just pixelated Final Fantasy looking game. Well, Square Enix is developing it, or publishing, publishing it, developing and publishing. Um, and it just looks like Final Fantasy with throwback art styles, but in in three D, unnecessarily. Yeah, that's kind of. I, I, I guess time will tell. Know. We'll see. Yeah, like I said, I don't think there's going to be any lack of JRPGs on the Switch. Like I think we're going to be have you know hours and hours of gameplay. Hopefully, Square Enix gets their head out of their ass and makes a new front mission. That'd be cool. Hmm. I just want that in general. It doesn't have to be on the Switch in case anybody's yeah. listening. In case anybody's listening. Yeah, you never um, know. You never know. Are, are we missing any actual physical games that weren't just guys coming out saying, hey, we're making games? Depends I don't want to talk about count. what was in that trailer yet that we could get a glimpse of. Uh, we haven't talked about Zelda anime, dramatic anime trailer, the game. Yeah, lots of anime in the new games. Um, was, the Zelda trailer looked pretty cool. I'm looking forward I to really, that. I really want to cut together a version of that trailer with all the fucking Zelda wand, wand of Gamelon and like mm, mm-hmm, shit like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. The, uh, let's see here. There's going to be even no more heroes, or no even, even more no heroes. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. A no More Heroes three, right? Because there's already it doesn't it doesn't have a name yet. Yeah, but it looks like it's gonna be the same character. So <clears throat> yeah, the last one was called No More Heroes: Desperate Struggle, which is weird because it was on the Wii. Mm-hmm. But what was the first one on? The Wii as well, but DS. <laughs> you would think it would have been on the DS. Oh yeah, interesting. Because they were all that was the thing to do at that time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, then they had No More Heroes Heroes Paradise, which was a remake of the first game with some elements from the second on PlayStation 3, which is really the best way to play that game. Yeah, Because I would you can use so. a regular-ass human being controller, and the mm-hmm. frame rate doesn't suck dick. Um, and then they had, I think, a pornier version of Heroes Paradise in Japan come out. Mm. And, yeah, I don't know what this one's going to be called. Maybe a Switch pun, maybe not. No more heroes. Switch hitter. Nah. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. I don't know, but hey, no more heroes. Pro wrestling Suda Fifty One hype. Right. So the question is: Are you more excited or less excited for the Switch now after watching that? On the whole, less. Me too. I. They didn't give me anything to be excited about. No. That and. I said, my, my exact words were, they're going to have to bring the games, and we have a launch lineup of maybe one game. Maybe um, one game. Well, at least one game, Zelda. And that's, I think, I mean, that kind of that kind of summarizes my whole feelings on, on the presentation, is one game confirmed at launch, other games coming soon. And that game I mean, was being worked on for the Wii U. I really have a feeling yeah. that this is kind of a, like a Sega Saturn situation where... They pushed up the console release crazy hard, and uh, ba- nothing, barely anything was done because yeah. their console previous to that, the Sega 32X CD combo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
and the Wii U in those cases, you know, failing utterly. Yeah, that could be the case. That could be the case where they didn't have any software ready to go. So <sighs> what they got to do is port, depending on how quickly they can, is maybe, you know, try and port some of their old games over. I don't know. Virtual console stuff could help out a lot, maybe. Yeah, and they didn't detail any of that either. Yeah, there's ways they can pad their game library, but they have to have compelling games to put in there. If they can, if they could seamlessly port over all the virtual console games that are available on the Wii U, such as Pokemon Snap and the other games, then I think that would be, I think that would be a good move. Yeah, instant back catalog. Uh, the mm-hmm. the PlayStation Three originally that it benefited from that mm-hmm. back when it was PS Two backwards compatible. Yeah. Same with the DS with the Game Boy Advance slot. Mm-hmm. It'll be, I'm, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to some of the games. I'm looking forward to Zelda. I'm looking forward to uh, Arms, which looks kind of fun. Um, I'm definitely going to play the Mario game, although I'm not as psyched about it as other people on this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what do you, you think could... about what do you think about the hat with the eyes? Do you feel like that's going to be an, a really annoying character? I don't think it's going to talk because usually they don't. Okay, flood talked. Oh yeah, Flood talked, but Flood's stupid, and he should go die. Yeah, we like we already hat. we established that in the first part of this that Flood's stupid and for idiots. <laughs> um. Uh no no like I I forgot that Flood talked to be honest. Yeah, Flood talks in that really watery voice. I feel like the hat is gonna say things. He'll be he'll be able to provide you hints when you. Hey Mario, you should go. <laughs> um. I don't know. The hat sounds like Don Knotts. Yeah, why not? Um, some of the mechanics looked kind of interesting, where like you can throw the hat and then use that as a as a platform to jump on. Platform, once. yeah, that was pretty cool. So that might add. It looks like it could be a very technical platformer. You know what I mean? Like based off of off of what we saw, if they can get the camera work done or camera work on point, which it's a Mario game, so I'm assuming they will. Yeah, I, I can't imagine it's not like they just take the code from '64 and then it works perfectly, right? Yeah. You know what game I would like them to port? Star Fox Zero. Yeah, without the stuff. Because then they would have to revisit that game and make the three camera setup make sense. They should do that with a lot of the Wii U games, I think. You know what I mean? Like if they just yeah, let's just port port over the whole Wii U catalog. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Just pretend that didn't happen. Especially if there's like a Wii U Virtual Console, that would be a good way to get Buckazoids. Yep, definitely. I think that uh, if they if they did that reworked games so that they can so that all games are compatible just in console mode without having a a touch screen you could even keep the motion controls because the joy cons have you know motion sensing capabilities oh yeah um i don't know i think that would be a good move because a lot of people that didn't buy wii u's which is a lot of people are would probably be more than happy to play some of those games that they missed out on because they didn't have a wii u yeah were you able to pick anything out from that trailer of note? I got I got a Sonic game. I saw Dragon Ball Z, which I assume is probably Xenoverse. Yeah, it looked like Xenoverse, didn't it? Um, I didn't I didn't really pay attention to anything that popped up there because I was like, oh, this is probably just footage from things and it's not actual games. But yeah, I saw Sonic. That was pretty evident. Dragon Ball Z. Um, I. I didn't really pay attention to much else. Like I'm, I really was mainly just looking for actual solid information. They had a sh- screenshot of Fast Racing Neo in there. Oh, did they? Like video of Fast Racing Neo, mm-hmm. which some people were like F Zero, and I'm like, no, sorry, it's not. Yeah, yeah. 
It should be. It's not. Nintendo needs more, like, video game video games. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I, I would like to be able to sit down and spend time with a game that Nintendo makes. Yeah. And I know you can, you can spend time with Zelda or Mario, but, like, there's no... There's not really... And this new Zelda might change that mm -hmm. uh, because of how it's looking. Yeah. But there's not really any minutiae to pour over yep. or any deep storyline. Because the, the trend has been to boil Nintendo games down to, like, their core gameplay elements. And as a result, you're losing a lot of nuance. You know, there's no Dark Souls on Nintendo. Actually, there might be. From Software is is confirmed to be developing something for the Switch or a partner. Fuck that Armored Core, new Armored Core. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, see, th there's so much potential. Like that's the thing. I'm excited for the Switch because of the potential of the console. I'm not convinced. Based on that PR, that press release, I'm not convinced yet that it's going to live up to my expectations. But I'm definitely, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say, <clears throat> I'm still gonna give it a chance. You know what I mean? I'm just because yeah. I wasn't convinced by that doesn't mean I'm, I'm not sold on it. Like I'm. Probably... I, I will say, aside from Xenoblade Chronicles or Xeno whatever, mm -hmm. Xenoblade. Xenoblade Two, Two, yeah. Uh, while some of the graphics on a lot of the things did look rough, especially Skyrim, mm -hmm. I think Skyrim might have looked worse than it did on the 360. Yeah. Uh, frame rates weren't really bad, which is what I was worried about, to be honest. Yeah, well, I mean, it'll it'll be interesting to see once the games are in our hands too. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, to see how they how they look on a TV or on the on the Switch console itself on the screen. Um, yeah, but yeah. I guess I don't I don't want to sound like some dude who doesn't get the point of Nintendo, but... I, and it's fine that Nintendo makes games for kids. I consider a game with very little depth or very very little in the way of story mm -hmm. more kid-oriented. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it, but games that can be enjoyed Play both sides kids. of the field here. Give me something to glomp onto. What was that? I said give, play both sides of the field here. Give me something to glomp mm -hmm. onto. And I guess Zelda is that, but, you know, Zelda... Metroid, F-Zero. Yeah. There's rumors that the third version of the of the current gen Pokemon games is going to be coming out on the Switch, which would be really interesting. That would be the first time a main series Pokemon game has come out on a console, a home console. Yeah. So that would be really interesting. I feel like um, that would be a, a game that people could really sink their time into on the Switch. Yeah, I don't know. We need, uh, we need... I, Go ahead. I was going to say, I really wonder, given the battery life of three to six hours, depending on the game, whether or not they're going to keep producing the 3DS alongside the Switch. I Because I had assumed originally that they were going to sunset the 3DS, but with that battery life, I... I doubt it. I, like the the 3DS seems like a different niche now. I would be I'd be really surprised if they killed off the 3DS. I feel like that console is definitely it's like I feel like the Switch and the 3DS do not occupy the same market space. Um like the devices are definitely they do two different things. Um obviously you can take the Switch with you and you can take a 3DS with you, but your your usage for both is going to be pretty different in my opinion at least from I wonder what the charging amps like. It's standard USB C, right? Mm -hmm. So it's if it's USB C compliant, you can charge off of an external battery. Uh, yes, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't... Theoretically, you could charge your Switch off of your PlayStation 4. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Like, I think the Switch is going to have some cool uses, and I think that um, being able to, to, like, bring a Switch over to a friend's place and plug it in and do, like, multiplayer is going to have, like, some actual real real-world application. Maybe not for me in my life, but I know, like, man, back in the day, like, people would bring their GameCubes over to people's places, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, it had that convenient handle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, I feel like the uh, the Switch having its own screen there, you know, like maybe if, if your friend doesn't have multiple TVs to plug your stuff into, it doesn't matter now. You can just use the, the screen that's, that is the console. So I have something that I picked out from that uh, mishmash of games, actually. Yeah. Street Fighter Two Turbo HD Remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a very, very odd pull... For two reasons. One, that game is ancient at this point. Like, mm-hmm. I'm surprised it wasn't on the Wii U ancient. You know, when, mm-hmm. when, back when they were like, oh, we're going to do a version of Tekken and all this stuff. Uh, secondly, is this game going to support fight sticks? Because, or this game, this console going to support fight sticks? Because I think I it think should. there's already been a confirmed fight stick uh, accessory confirmed. I think there was an article on Polygon where, or maybe Destructoid, I can't remember, where they were talking about uh, accessories. Hopefully they aren't wireless. What are you going to plug it into? The USB 3.0? I wonder if that does data or not. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, but what, all I know is wireless controllers at tournaments are usually a nightmare. So, mm-hmm. And I didn't think that the Switch was going to get any significant tournament, tournament usage in the first place. but mm, Yeah, that's the thing, though. It's like... It, Based on the, the the community of people who are going to buy fight sticks, and the community of people who are going to buy a switch probably don't line up too well anyway. But like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, what do you use a fight stick for? Street Fighter, Street Fighter, tech, any fighting game, except for like Super Smash Bros. That's a party game. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Smash Bros, there's uh, I, I keep hearing rumblings of Melee HD, but how are you going to have your GameCube controllers because there's not enough USB ports for the adapter? Do you need GameCube controllers? I mean, I feel like I feel like the only reason... I feel like the only reason to make Smash Melee HD, if, that, if they did do that, which isn't confirmed at all, aside from people saying that, like, ba- basically people, when's marveling it, true. Mm-hmm. Um... The only reason you would want that is to replace Melee on GameCube, make some money, and get rid of the old infrastructure for Melee. But I would think that you would, like, the the Melee community is so fucking crazy about their controllers that you would have to have some sort of adapter for them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not a pro Melee player, so, and I know that's, I don't know. I can understand nintendo wanting to make those people happy but at the same time if you're really into melee don't you already have a gamecube like don't you already have a setup at this point yeah but this like the switch is something that's portable you could Mm -hmm. you don't you don't need a whole you don't need a crt and a gamecube and all this shit you just need the adapter some controllers and your switch that sounds like a lot to me you know what i mean not really. Right. I carry around four 360 controllers when I bring my laptop places. Yeah, I know, but, like, hmm, I guess it depends. Like, the way that they show people moving the Switch around is literally just the Switch with the Joy-Con controllers attached to the side. 
And I feel like that's about as portable as you can get it. If you're doing anything more than that, you might as well be carrying, like, four Xbox controllers and a laptop. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I do carry four Xbox controllers and a laptop when it would... That's yeah, reasonable. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm... Yeah, that's what I'm But saying. I can't play... Well, I can play Melee on my laptop, but... I can't play official Nintendo-sanctioned Melee HD on mm -hmm. my laptop. I have to fall back to the Switch for that. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is the the way Nintendo is advertising their portability features is you just have one device. So that doesn't really match up with them adding a bunch of other accessories that you have. To, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, they're, they're, they yeah, want. the system has pro controllers and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. That then that's another thing that the presser didn't really make clear is I don't really know what the separate kind of use cases of this thing are anymore. When you would use the pro controller and when you would you would use like the Joy Cons on the whatever. Yeah, and how many people are supported locally? That probably depends on the game, but. Mm -hmm. I don't think they ever showed a game where two people were playing using pro controllers, right? No, no, it was just the, the they had uh, arms with mm -hmm. the title so generic I forgot it. They had arms with two Joy-Cons per person, and that was the most controllers that they had on one Switch unit. Yeah, I'm going to be curious to see how many controllers can be hooked up to a console at the same time. I would hope four. Four separate Joy-Cons or four separate Wii Pro controllers? Either. I, four separate or Wii, Wii, Pro, Wii Pro controllers. Switch Pro controllers. Four separate Switch Pro controllers or four Joy-Con sets. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I really hope Nintendo, the first company to really push for local multiplayer. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the N64 was the first console that didn't need a multi-tap. There was probably mm -hmm. some obscure thing before that, but, like, the first big console that didn't need a multi-tap for four people. I would really hate for them to be the one to walk it back. Yeah. I... For me, it's like, um... What are some good four-player local games, aside from Smash Bros? Nintendo Land is a lot of fun. Yeah, I think there's still a market for it. <laughs> Mario um, Party! So, yeah. That's a lie. That's That's definitely a lie. Uh, Mario Kart, which may or may not exist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess... But Weird little Mario indies, Kart, like, you... Samurai Gun on the Switch would be rad. Wouldn't it, though? Like, that... See, that's what Nintendo needs to do, is get some of these indie developers to bring their game... port their games over. You know yeah, what I that... mean? Like, that's what they need to do. Nintendo isn't really known for online, like, hardcore online gaming. If any console should be the couch co-op console, it should be the Nintendo one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think... We've pretty much covered everything I wanted to talk about. Uh, overall feelings, uh, not not super psyched to not have a solid lineup of launch titles. Like we don't have a, a great number of launch titles, but Zelda will probably keep me busy enough until the next game comes out, and we'll just go from there. I don't think so I'm buying can, this thing at launch. At launch, yeah, I think I, I will be. I think just because of my situation at the time, it'll be way more convenient for me to buy it sooner rather than later i think if i can find one for sale yeah uh they they gave us a japanese pre-order date they did not give us american ones correct i've heard that um american pre-orders at certain places have opened up 
uh, at Nintendo at the Nintendo Store tomorrow in New York City. You should be able to pre-order it. Um, other retailers, I'm not sure. So, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> they they didn't for me. They didn't fulfill the requirements necessary to make me want this thing. In fact, mm-hmm. I wanted this thing more back when it Before. was some sort of dream yeah. device in my head, ra- yeah. uh, rather than having them roll all this stuff out in front of me because there really wasn't much stuff. That's how I felt too. Felt like uh, unless we hear more I... from the thing tomorrow, this this console has a single launch game. Exactly. What, That's what I can't even about. think of another console that launched with only a single game available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It. There's got to be some other press event before the actual launch of the system, right? Like, there's there's going to have to be news that comes from somewhere that gives us more information before the system launches. I would hope so. Yeah, there, there's going to have to be. I really wonder how much shit is up in the air on this console, and that's a peek behind the curtain that we're not going to get, but... Well, I, th- I think that about wraps it up, then. Uh, going to call an end to this episode maybe do a follow-up once we get more information on the switch if there's another press event but yeah and uh if you have any comments about this or you feel like we said anything wrong hit us up uh, on twitter at robot boombox and remember to hashtag grow the show give us a like and share if you like what you heard yeah and feel free to comment on the episode if you uh want us to cover anything in the future um or if you want to start a discussion yeah this should be uh it's going to be on iTunes. I'll make sure it's on iTunes. I'll make sure it's on, you know, regular RSS via the Boombox, uh, robotboombox.com website. And I'm going to upload this to YouTube as well because we have a process for that now. So, yeah, uh, expect these to be pretty regular and expect them to turn to video content soon. That'll be fancy. Definitely. But uh, catch you guys later. Yep, signing off. <laughs>